0: Welcome to the Courageous Worth Podcast. I'm your host, empowerment coach, Ashley Baxter. Every Tuesday, I bring you interviews with inspiring guests, and every Thursday, I share a little message with tips to help you live with courageous worth because you are valuable and desperately needed in this world. Hi, I am so excited for you to listen to today's interview with my personal brand strategist, Kristen Cullen of Brand Builders Group. Don't worry, I have seen Kristen in the daylight and she does not sparkle. If you've not seen Twilight, you will have no earthly idea why I mentioned that. (laughs) If you have, then you get it. She is not a vampire. She is not part of the Cullen family. That Cullen family. (laughs) Kristen is my personal brand strategist. She has been on this journey with me for the past couple years as I have gotten clear on my message and how I want to help others. Now, this interview today is not just for those who are listening, who are entrepreneurs or thinking about becoming entrepreneurs. The amazing thing about personal branding is I think it's a great message for everyone. I used to think that personal branding when I first heard that was about selfies all day long and just promoting yourself. But that's not what it's about. Personal branding is about you getting clear as to the message and the persona that you're trying to put out there. It's about who you truly are being what other people see. And sometimes that can get lost in translation. So I have loved that. It's actually been a very amazing journey for myself just to get really clear as to what I'm really about and what are the things that really break my heart and the things that I really want to help others with. So it's a great message, regardless if you are entrepreneur or not thinking about it or not. I think there's a lot to learn as we also talk about her main message, which is resilience. And that is especially powerful during this day and age of COVID right now. Kristen Cullen is a founding member and personal brand strategist with Brand Builders Group, working with New York Times bestselling authors, health and wellness experts, award-winning and internationally recognized attorneys, physicians, lifestyle mentors, and seven-figure influencers. She speaks and writes on resilience and the power of never giving up on yourself or others. As a part of that effort, Kristen founded a cancer advocacy program that focuses on facilitating patient-centered care in centers around the country. As a certified personal coach, Kristen has a specialty in helping entrepreneurs and startups uncover their brand identity and excel in their marketing journey. She has a listening heart, is free of judgment, and is dedicated to helping people live a life they truly love. We'll jump into the interview right after this message. If you long to value yourself more, stop negative self-talk, find more confidence, break free of other people's opinions, or gain a better view of your body, then I would love to talk to you. Each of those descriptions were a constant reality for me at different points in my life. I want to help you experience change in those areas like I have. Therefore, I want to give you a special invite to request a free worth strategy call with me by visiting theashleybaxter.com backslash call. Again, that URL is theashleybaxter.com backslash call. I look forward to talking to you soon. Today, I have my friend and brand strategist, Kristen Cullen on the podcast. Kristen, thank you so much for being here. For those people that are getting to know you, can you share what an average day in your life looks like? I know that right now times are kind of crazy, but just to give a snapshot as to your daily life.
1: Absolutely. The days are filled with meeting new people just like yourself. That's how you and I met, actually. Um, I spent a lot of time on Zoom and pre-COVID spent a lot of time on Zoom. And then I also spend a lot of time not only getting to know them and seeing if there's a way that I can help them build their personal brands, along with my my teammates at Brand Builders Group, but also jumping in on building brands with people. So I spend my time doing deep dives with our clients on getting clear on their uniqueness, what their messaging is, what's their all-encompassing problem that they solve, and um, how can we help them position themselves in front of those people in the world
0: Love it. And I'll share in a second how you and I more of the story of you and I meeting each other. Um, But first, just to kind of liven things up, just do a little few little lightning round questions. So whatever the first thing is that comes to your mind. Okay, now, since I know that you have great hair, and anyone that's watching the YouTube version of this knows that as well. (laughs) What is a hair product you cannot live without?
1: Oh, gosh, Um, I could not live without uh, my Moroccan oil, light oil. So this is like fresh, like freshly washed hair tomorrow. Um, Day two and three are always much better.
0: Yep. Mm -hmm. Any curly hair person will tell you that.
1: (laughs) Oil. I can't live without that oil.
0: (laughs) I love it. And the smell is so good. So good. (laughs) Favorite boy band at any point in your life? Favorite boy band.
1: Um, I would have to say I'm old school because I live close to Detroit. So this Counts as the original boy bands, I think. Um, I absolutely loved um, The Temptations.
0: Oh, yes. <laughs> so good. Oh, I think I'm going to be playing them later today. Put on some Motown.
1: Temptations, Commodores, Four Tops, um, anything Motown uh, that had to do with you know the guy bands.
0: I love it. I love it. Oh, okay. And then last question. What did you want to be when you grew up? When I was five or when I was a little older? Um, either or. You can do both.
1: Okay. Well, you don't know this about me, but when <laughs> I was five, I was actually interviewed on a, on a home video for my cousin and said, hey, Chris, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I said, I wanted to be Miss December. Oh, <laughs> Because I just thought they were the prettiest women.
0: Well, I am very thankful for where your career path has led you because it led to us meeting. And just for background for those listening, I came into contact with Brand Builders Group, who Kristen works for, by listening to Lewis Howe's podcast with Rory Vaden. And they were talking about personal branding, which we'll go into that in a moment. Because when I first heard personal branding, I was like, what is that exactly? That sounded very showy and... And just all these things, I was like, I just don't know. But everything that Rory was saying in that video I was like, oh, but yes, these are all the things I am trying to get clear on as I start my business. And so at the end of the podcast episode, you could sign up for a free brand strategy call and I filled out all the information and then I got paired with Kristen and it was just an immediate connection. I love you. You know, I love you. This is not new news to you.
1: <laughs> well, it's mutual. You know that.
0: And it was just great. And we, um, I I feel like I've experienced, I think, every form of Brand Builders Group of all the different services that y'all offer, from your monthly trainings to brand strategy days to your amazing events. So I could not be a bigger fan of Brand Builders Group. So for those that are listening, can you explain more of what Brand Builders Group does about personal branding and all of that fun stuff?
1: My pleasure. So. Also, too, let's remember something, Ashley. You were my very first client, very near and dear to my heart. And you always will be. Uh, so, at Brand Builders Group, what we do is we predominantly work with entrepreneurs—people who work for themselves. We brand people, not companies. At the end of the day, people do business with people, not the companies themselves necessarily. So we really focus on honing in on what your uniqueness is. What are the things that people recurrently and organically come to you for? Your uniqueness lives there. Then we kind of look at you know, that main problem you solve in the world. We tend to solve a lot of problems, but what's that all-encompassing problem that you solve in the world? It's going to fuel how you're going to serve your identified audience. We bring it down to one word answers, some messaging, and then really honing in on who needs you in the world. Who's looking for you? Who's your core target audience? We we work through avatar building and all these different exercises to get clarity because creating all of this content for social media your website, your offerings is all really important, but how are you gonna build out that information and those offerings without being clear on how you can serve the world? Personal branding is not self-promotion, it is how can you clearly and effectively communicate to those who need you in the world how you can help them and serve them. That's what it's all about.
0: I love it, I love it. And what would you say is the biggest obstacle for people who are trying to build their personal brand?
1: I would probably say the fear of visibility. Um, that's probably the biggest hurdle that we experience in working with our clients on, you know, if people can't see you then they can't get to know you. And if they can't get to know you, they can't do business with you. And uh, even myself, I mean, I had struggled with the same thing working behind the scenes. I had to get a visibility coach just to feel comfortable telling the word, world visibly how I can serve them. Once I did that and I do it very consistently, we are all about consistency. Business improved greatly because people got to know who I am and how I could serve them.
0: Absolutely. What... You know, one of the main things that I love about Brand Bears Group is the constant encouragement that we receive, whether it is from the strategists, from the community. So you as a strategist, I feel like so much of what y'all do is be a cheerleader and a guide through the personal branding experience. What do you love about helping people recognize that their message is worth getting out there? So
1: I'm, I'm extremely fortunate. I have clients in 11 different countries. This is a global reach thing. And that started very early on. And what I realized was it doesn't matter what culture we're from. This is work that people need all over the world. And I would say creating that community has been an added bonus to this work. And just seeing all of our clients, you included, interacting with each other and supporting each other. Entrepreneurship is quite isolating. Building a personal brand is quite isolating at times, and being able to share that journey with each other is incredibly powerful. And I really, really, really appreciate having people investing their trust in us. Um, It's a huge responsibility. And we don't take it lightly at all. So I, the biggest gift definitely is the community.
0: Mm -hmm. No, I completely agree. It's, it's wild, because I would have never have thought that before, just how much you really need everyone else and how it can be. I mean, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. There's so much that you're doing. There's so many different layers. And that's one of the great things I love about Brain Brothers Group is all the monthly trainings. There's just so many different things that we work through, but the community has been the biggest surprise that I didn't expect. Just how encouraging everyone is, how giving everyone is, just sharing what's worked for them, what hasn't worked for them, You know, new pieces of technology we're trying out, all these different things. And I don't think that anyone can make it successfully without having people on your team, whether that's a... <laughs> a legit team or, you know, community. And so I'm just so thankful for that. And I think that, you know, I am part of different Facebook groups. But this the Facebook group that comes along with brand builders group is nothing like any other Facebook group. There's not any other Facebook group that I willingly check on a regular basis, because I don't want to miss anything. And that speaks a lot to the quality of people that are leading it and that are part of it.
1: It's more like a forum. Um, you know, I probably have about 2,500 Facebook patients right now, and I'm very selective about the ones that I opt into. And ours has turned into such a valuable community, uh, very active forum, uh, very, very inclusive. And when we have people joining the private Facebook group, you know, we tell them, this is really a tool. You want to use this to build community and to talk about what you're working on because other people building their brand in a different phase or different state can learn from you and vice versa. So, you know, we certainly have observers and then we also have the ones that are very, very involved.
0: Absolutely. Now, in your own personal brand, I know that your main message is resilience. And knowing you and knowing your story, I know that why that is the perfect fit for you. For those listening, can you share what that word means to you and why it is your main message?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, so there's something we do called a brand positioning statement, which are your one-word answers. And my all-encompassing problem I solve in the world is discouragement. And my messaging is don't give up. And my one word uniqueness is resilient. And why that resonates with me on a personal level, my own personal story, my own personal journey through loss. And then also I co brand it with my business brand being brand builders. I've never met an entrepreneur that hasn't been discouraged before. And so my ability... To be able to help pivot and lift people up and and redirect them during a time of uncertainty, fear, frustration. Um, Certainly, the last few months have fueled the opportunity to exercise my resiliency expertise and better serve and support my clients in a way that can help them move through the struggles and the setbacks.
0: Absolutely. And what would you say for someone who's wanting to be more resilient? What is the first step that they should take?
1: I believe that resilience is uh, fueled by gratitude. And so finding gratitude in the smallest things will help you work through those setbacks, those losses, those failures, those disappointments. We have to remember those are all growing opportunities. Those are not negatives. While sometimes they're painful or upsetting or, or, you know, jaunting in our lives, it's important to know that we grow most during those moments, not when everything is like that, you know, even line. I used to say to my children, you don't want a flat line in life. That means you're not breathing. But having these moments gives us the opportunity to learn really what we're capable of.
0: And what would you say that you've seen when people don't practice resilience, the negatives as to the pains that brings into their life?
1: Yeah, I definitely see um it feels major, major uh, lack of self-worth and self-respect and, um, you know, just giving up, giving up on your, your goals and your vision and your dreams and giving up on yourself as a whole can have major detrimental effects on your life, health and wellness for one. Uh, what you believe is really what you are. And so making sure that you're constantly giving yourself positive reinforcement, positive self-talk and encouragement, and aligning yourself and surrounding yourself with people with similar thinking. If you are surrounded by negative people, then you're going to start believing what they're saying you need to surround yourself by a support team. Definitely.
0: Mm-hmm. And what are, you just talking about the positive self-talk, what is one of the mindsets that you've had to repeat to yourself through the years that's really been special to you?
1: That I would say probably the one that I go to the most, more like affirmations, I practice affirmations, is that this is temporary. Mm. I just remind myself when there's that moment, this is temporary, that this is going to bring you to the next open door or the next opportunity or the next relationship or the or the next client or or whatever the case may be, but that state of breakdown and setback is temporary. Mm.
0: Has practicing resilience looked different a little bit during this time of COVID? Or have you kind of had to amp up your game at different times?
1: I would say uh, in regards to COVID, I I think that I'm a bit of a unique scenario in that resilience and practicing gratitude as the foundation has been really uh, wedged within my core for, gosh, 11 years now. So for me, it's an automatic. The minute something happens, I automatically go to gratitude. No matter how big or small the setback may be, I automatically go to gratitude. And so it's an an already always for me. But early on, I literally had to write them down. I actually, I was facing a cancer journey with my husband at the time, three young kids, had no clue what was going to happen. And I needed to find strength. And what did that look like? I was a business owner, a mother. A wife. Now all of a sudden, I was a caregiver and an advocate in a space I knew nothing about. And I, it was during the Oprah era, and I forced myself to keep a gratitude journal. And I decided I wasn't going to step a foot on the floor until I wrote down a minimum of ten gratitudes every morning. And that included the days where maybe there was a bad scan read, or he was really suffering, or the kids were struggling because I couldn't be as present to them, or whatever the story is. And then eventually. It just became automatic. So now when a setback, disappointment or loss or failure happens, it automa- I automatically go there as a result as opposed to having to mindfully write it down. But every now and then it's easy to lose, lose track. And so when I find myself doing that, I go right back to pen and paper and write them down until I'm still living in the space of gratitude.
0: I love that. Was there, did you realize when it started to kind of shift how you were feeling? Like, was it instant, was it after a month of practicing that?
1: Yeah, great question. Um, I would say that at the beginning when you you are weighted down with such a life altering experience, it took some time. I would say it took me about three weeks to just get into the rhythm and have that be part of my normalcy. Um, And it really does ease the pain of a major setback, But again, we all experience effects, failures and losses and disappointments in different degrees every single day. So this isn't to say, you know, like grief is a one and done. Grief is forever. In, in, In my case, in everyone's case, anyone who suffers loss, grief is a part of your new normal, your new reality. But then focusing on, those memories, or focusing on the good, or focusing on those children, or whatever the case may be, brings it to a whole different level of gratitude. You know, thank God, you know, we have that. In regards to let's say business, for example, you know, I have clients that were our speakers, and COVID hit, and their entire business can be used as, well, as well as their income. You know, focusing on their ability to pivot and, and reinvent who they are in the world. So, looking at the people that they serve, but how can they do it in a different way? How can they reinvent speaking virtually as opposed to at a live event? Um, so, being able to have them look at what they're, they're grateful for was something that I used as a means to support them. And many of them are well on their way of just reinventing what the speaking world looks like.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. I personally have always wanted to practice more gratitude in my life, but I have not done a good job of that. When I have tried, it sometimes gets hard for me to, especially when I try to do it multiple days in a row, find different things to be grateful for. What did you face that? How have you kind of, you know, gotten through the different things that you would list?
1: Yeah. So I forced myself. And so it was, if today was a really, really, really difficult day, and certainly there were many of those, It's hard to find your gratitude. So being grateful for clean water, being Mm. grateful for socks, being grateful for something very minuscule is still finding gratitude. And if those days are those days, that's okay. It doesn't have to be something grandiose. Um, you know, people, you know, pets, you know, I know that you're grateful for Zoe, people need to find gratitude in every aspect, not just the grandiose bigger picture or the experiences or the people, but just the really basic things that we take for granted. I mean, look at how our lives have changed over the five plus months in, you know, being grateful for our freedom, being grateful for, you know, a hug or a handshake. You know, we are social beings. So really, it shouldn't have been social distancing. It was physical distancing. Social interaction was more important than ever. So finding focus on those things.
0: I love it. Okay, I'm gonna try to pick it back up again because that really is something. That's like I want to practice it more, but so that's great to hear. Just to practice it with all the different levels from small to large. Okay, I'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> now, for people that are wanting to get in contact with you, that want to sign up for a brand strategy call, where can they find you?
1: The easiest way is freebrandcall.com backslash KC.
0: Perfect. And I'll put that in the show notes so everyone can easily click on that.
1: Perfect, thank you.
0: Sure. And then for one final question, what is your favorite quality about yourself, and how do you show that in your everyday life?
1: Oh my goodness. Uh, let's see. I would say probably so aside from gratitude, my ability for gratitude. I would say um, my ability not to judge. I'm pretty proud of that. Um, I- I look at everyone with open eyes and open arms, and I, I'm so fortunate to be able to learn uh, people's stories, and I feel so honored um, to have that. And I, I would think my ability to listen to who they are, what they're all about, where they've come from, what they've experienced, um, I, I would say is a, is a big attribute of mine, and, and I'm really proud to be able to have that to serve the world.
0: I love that. Oh, well, thank you so much for being on. I love anytime I get to talk to you and I'm so excited for other people to get connected with you.
1: Yeah, I love spending time
0: with you, Ashley. You're such a gift. Hey there, it's Ashley. I hope you're enjoying this episode. If you're looking to gain more confidence, you can get started today by taking my free short video course entitled Four Mindsets to Deep Rooted Confidence. You can sign up for it at theashleybaxter.com backslash free course. So pause this episode right now and head over to theashleybaxter.com backslash free course to grab your free gift. I hope you enjoyed that episode with Kristen. I love her so much. I could talk to her forever. I'm so thankful for the role that she has played in my life personally and professionally. She's been through a lot with me over these past couple of years. Entrepreneurship is a journey. It's a wonderful journey. It's hard, but you learn so much about yourself. And so it's just so great. And I'm just so thankful for the people that come along that journey with me, whether they're guiding me, supporting me, whatever that looks like. So having her brand builders group and the community brand builders group has just been a game changer for me. I also loved how we talked about resilience and about that first step to becoming more resilient is practicing gratitude. As I shared on the episode, it's something that I have wanted to get better at to make it really become a daily practice. But every time I've tried... I think I just was approaching it from the point of view where what are the top five things that I'm grateful for? And I'm like, well, that doesn't change that much. You know, Usually it's my dog and the people in my life. So I loved her explanation that it's from the big things to the small things. And so I'm excited to start putting that into practice. I know that for me, gratitude, when I do practice it, it really helps things, especially when things are very heavy, you can feel like that's the only reality there is. You start to think that it's, you know, everything is just hard and sad or bad. And it's those moments of realizing what you do have that really brings some perspective that, for me, makes everything feel a bit lighter, even in the midst of heaviness. And so I love that idea. And I am excited about practicing that more. And I loved how she said that now it's just a default thing for her that when things get hard that she immediately goes to what is she thankful for. And so I'm excited about hopefully that becoming my default (laughs) reaction as well. And I also love her mindset of saying that things won't last forever. And for me, that was such a huge thing for my story. Because for the longest time when I was moving on and trying to heal from my trauma, it felt like things were never going to change. It really felt like, is this going to be life? Because the pain and everything I had to work through just felt so thick and felt like it wasn't ever moving for a while. And so reminding myself that there are going to be good days ahead, that this is not going to last forever. And so whatever you are going through today, I want to let you know that it is not going to last forever. One of my favorite things is looking to the seasons of the year. How we have spring, summer, winter, and fall. Fall winter, sorry. (laughs) But just how winter looks like there is no life, that everything is dead, and it can feel like it's lasting forever. But then all of a sudden, a little green pops up, and more and more, and spring is here. And I really think it is a powerful message to us that no matter what personal winter we are in, it will not last forever. Spring will come again. So hold on, practice gratitude, remind yourself that it's not going to last forever. And like Kristen also said, surround yourself with positive people, people that are going to help hold you up and support you and remind you of the truths that this will not last forever and that you can make it. So I hope that you have enjoyed this episode. If it has meant something with you to you, please share it. And remember that you are worth fighting for. You are worth practicing resilience. And if you are an entrepreneur or aspiring entrepreneur or even having just some random thoughts of, hey, I have these ideas I really think could help people, but I have no earthly idea exactly how to turn it into a business, I could not recommend Brand Builders Group more. I really hope that you will take Kristen up on that free call. The link will be in the show notes. Please check it out. It's a free call. It can't hurt to have a conversation. That wraps up today's episode of the Courageous Worth podcast with me, your host, Ashley Baxter. If you're enjoying this podcast, I'd love for you to leave a five-star rating and review of the show on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to the show. Doing so makes a big impact in this show's message reaching more people. Also, did you know that there's a video version of this episode? Well, there is. Just head over to theashleybaxter.com backslash blog to find it, as well as show notes for this episode. I'm so thankful for you, and I'd love to continue building a relationship with you. So please connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or TikTok at TheAshleyBaxter. If this particular episode was very impactful to you, please share a screenshot of it on your social media and tag me. Thanks again for listening. Make sure you are subscribed to the show and tune in every Tuesday for interviews with inspiring guests and every Thursday for a little message from me with tips to help you live with courageous worth. Until next time, remember you are valuable and desperately needed in this world.